Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Louis. talk to someone about it. Kate, oh my gosh, I thought this day would never come. Oh, Much like Christmas, Christmas is here officially, I think, now. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's I... official. I think I can safely say I have never felt more festive, but much <laughs> like, you know, the best laid Christmas plans, uh, this isn't quite how I envisaged us recording the Veranda Santa episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well at least we are talking about veranda santa this week because to be honest there were lots of points where i really wasn't sure if we'd get there or not so that is true look my early picture had been oh perhaps we'll settle in with some fruit cake maybe a pad mulled Um, wine and a mince pie look but yeah we're on skype there are none of those treats in sight at my end. I don't know if you've got a pav like sneakily stashed away there. <laughs> Honey, I just ate some cold custard. I am totally in uh, Trix's camp on cold custard. No, no, I love my custard cold. Really? It's like goop. Ah, no peeking at those presents. <laughs> I think I'm more in chilies on that front. Really? Oh, wow. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I think we're going to assume that everyone listening has now seen Veranda Santa. It's all It had already screened in the UK and I think um, possibly even in the it's US by the time in it the UK. finally... What? I know. What? Like ABC in Australia was behind the eight ball waiting till December 12 to screen it, but um, we were very lucky. We did. We are the original, know. the OG. Why yeah, did we have well, to wait? It made me very worried. And then there were some some of our uh, correspondents in America saying that it was on the schedule and then it fell off the schedule and they played an old one instead and what was going on. And it was all very, uh, very mysterious and slightly terrifying. I really didn't believe this episode was coming till I saw it with my own eyes. And then so again and again and again and again. For our international <laughs> viewers, are they able to watch this episode? I'm guessing in the UK you can. Yes. But maybe our so, friends in the US are not yet available uh, able to to watch Veranda Santa. It's a bit hard to even get a handle on what's on Disney Junior now compared to what's on Disney Plus because uh, Bluey is officially on both platforms now, but not all episodes are available on all of them. So, mm. yeah, I, I do not have any answers here. But Americans, let us know and let us know when you've seen Veranda Santa because I feel like the decorations alone in this episode are at a very American Christmas kind of level. Did you get that vibe? Like, oh, someone takes very Christmas impressed. very seriously here. But isn't there one in every neighbourhood? I mean, we've got a house around the corner from us here and literally every single inch of the the like the whole roof front house is covered in fairy lights and it looks amazing. But, you know, it, it's OTT. So, um, but we're like, I grew up in um, one of the outer suburbs of Melbourne and like when I was little, I've, I've still got memories of, or even not when so little, but like quite a bit older, like in my teen years, I remember walking around and what, seeing all the people who'd gone to absolute town, putting up thousands of Christmas lights and inflatable Santas and reindeers on the roof and things like that. I mean, uh-huh. 
the reindeer Are the good people in, in the east of Melbourne of getting into that spirit, Mary? <laughs> uh, not, not immediately around us, but there's some strips not too far away where, like, traffic is banked up because so many cars of a night are driving past these whole streets where it's obviously, like, competitive level uh, Christmas lights. So, yeah, it's... um. Not something we've gotten into. And my husband actually said to me, "Do you are you kind of going a bit cold on Bandit because he's obviously so committed to Christmas lights? And my, I actually said, well, it's almost making me feel a bit more sort of open towards Christmas lights. Perhaps we could wow. start. And he just shut me down. He's like, we're not doing that. I'm like, okay. If it had been well. anyone else, Mary, you would not be having this conversation. So <laughs> It's so true. And how good is the opening scene of this tale of Christmas and Christmas messages? Just the lounge room is so perfect. There's a pav with only one slice taken from it, which that was probably my biggest issue with this whole episode. Like, because <laughs> if anyone's only going to eat one slice of pav, there is always room for pavlova. pavlova, which Google it right now. Um, <laughs> there's a board game on the floor. The decorations are up. The stockings are hung by the chimney, well, the non-existent chimney with care. Um, it really does look perfect, but yeah, no no Christmas story is ever perfect, is it? Uh, I love that um, everyone's basically like the only position people can be in is like on the floor because they've probably eaten too much. Um, well, and it's only Christmas Eve as well. Is, is that the vibe you had or do you think it's the night, Christmas night? Like, mm-hmm. no, the presents aren't open, so it must be Christmas Eve. It must be Christmas Eve. But then um, we have family that celebrates Christmas on Christmas Eve. So, okay. Yeah. So, well, it's obviously um, a family gathering. Like, it's yeah. the middle of summer in Australia. So, why they haven't gone to Uncle Stripe's place with the pool is beyond me. Like, it's just the law of Christmas gatherings. Whoever has the pool hosts the gathering, I think. So, <laughs> perhaps they were going to Stripe's the next day. Come on. Chloe. <laughs> Sorry. May I hold on two seconds? Tim, stop trying to talk to me while I'm podcasting. Uh, you can definitely talk to Tim. <laughs> no, he's trying to butt in and add to the conversation. Well, perhaps as an act of Christmas yeah, so kindness. Haven't been a guest yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, for all the listeners out there, Tim is really burned that we talked to Gareth on the podcast from Celtic Punkcast before we've interviewed him. So, you know, I think. Uh, we'll have to talk about this in the new year, a uh, way that we well, can get the Mr. Bluey got to be done podcast people uh, to the mics. Yeah. I think that could probably happen over summer. But, yeah, we'll just string you along a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably mean Adrian would have to finally listen to an episode of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Be like, what do you talk about on this show? Okay, Dad, you be around to Santa first. Okay. Time for bed, kids. It's Christmas in the morning. Merry Christmas! That means Veranda Santa's coming tonight. Hooray! Um, I don't know about you, Mary, but I feel like season one of Bluey all up set the bar so high that part of me did worry that Veranda Santa could never meet my expectations and hopes for what uh, an, a Christmas episode would deliver for Bluey. So um, I was really pleasantly surprised with not only the direction that the the episode went in, but um, just, yeah, the, the nice little touches 
and um, the the message of the story as well was really lovely. I did see this week that um, Joe Brum, the creator of Bluey, was interviewed in the um, the Age and the Sydney Morning Herald about this episode alone and the very yeah. um, narrow line. I guess the team at Ludo had to walk with the plot because um, the newspaper referred to it as um, the great. Christmas hoax or something like that, um, which I don't know what they were talking about. Like, what great Christmas hoax? Uh, but <laughs> um, I reckon the the way they've approached this playing playing Santa rather than sort of talking directly about Santa and all the what would you call it? Like all those aspects of Santa that preschool kids just love to get into like Bon has mm. not stopped asking questions and there's so many contradictions within the Santa story like I love how playing Santa blueing ninja rolls into the room every time because yeah. you know he's a big fat jolly guy but he's also pretty stealthy so is that because he's also a yeah, ninja he can like, into some so really much. tight spaces <laughs> yeah. um so yeah it it gave me a way to I guess approach talking talking about Santa that I didn't have already, so so that was appreciated. Um, I liked um, how they uh, gave Santa a new entry point for most yes. Australian homes. How does Santa get in? There's no chimney. Maybe he uses the veranda. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, in our house, we've got a mantle where once upon a time there would have been a chimney, but yeah, it's all totally boarded up, and someone's put in like some 1950s hater in front of it. But, you know, like I really liked the idea of Veranda Santa. It was really nice actually the message I think about um, overall this episode sort of starts with the kids not wanting to um, do anything wrong because it might affect Santa giving them presents. And then by the end of the episode we see that transition to um, Bluey in particular realising that, the thing that she needs to value is people's feelings and, um, yeah, caring for others rather than whether or not she gets presents. And that's sort yeah. of the point. I mean, how many people have you seen in the middle of Meyer or um, a shopping centre at this time of year going, if you don't behave, Santa's not going to come? Dad, I said sorry, but she isn't taking the pencil case. Are you going to accept her sorry, Bluey? No, why should I? Because Santa won't bring you any presents. Santa likes children who accept sorries. Okay, fine. It's so the go-to at this time of year, but at the same yeah. time, it's it's the worst message. It really it's is. So bad. Um, uh, you just we're creating these little monsters that are just in it for themselves, kind of because. That is the message. You, yep. you, yeah, you lose if you're naughty, and if you're you good, you're, you're paving your own way. Like there's no generosity in that kind of um, carrot or stick. It's just mm. making little mercenaries out of kids who are so <laughs> obsessed with what they're going to get for Christmas. But um, I'm really glad we're doing this episode straight after fairies because mm. we got a bit into the magic of fairies and. It really um, hit home for me thinking about this episode and because fairies, they were very much concerned about, 
you know, what they could do to influence the fairies and vice versa and how much magic was at play and all that kind of thing. It's a very similar kind of concept with Santa that we're, mm. that we're, what we're doing is magically being watched and impacting Santa. Um, but the, the take-home message that Chili and Bandit managed to get through to Bluey is actually the magic's in you. You, you can magically make socks happy yeah. By just thinking Through about what behavior. she wants and 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 being a good you know a good little puppy, so yeah, I, the I really like how this is tapped into personal magic rather than some kind of magic that's out there driving a sleigh with reindeer. And for me, that is um, what Christmas is all about. You know, as an adult, I think it's particularly hard at times to feel the same Christmas joy that you feel as a child, you know, like um, everything's so busy and there's lots of fun events, but they're also quite stressful. You know, you've got to be constantly balancing mental to-do lists, trying to get your kids through the end of the year when they're exhausted, uh, trying to finish off work, um, preparing for holidays, having to deal with family as well, which for a lot of people can be so (laughs) stressful. And a lot of people are really lonely at this time of year as well. So there's a lot going on for people and I think everyone's sort of in a heightened emotional state uh-huh. and add in some alcohol and too much food and, you know, yeah. we're, we're all doing great. Uh, uh, but and for me, like we've just um, spent uh, a, a week at the children's hospital because we've had to have some surgery quite suddenly and I've witnessed through that week so many beautiful moments of just kindness and um, like the hospital volunteers really just going above and beyond to make life a little bit better for the people in their care, but even like people in the cafes and things. We had a lady knock on the door today and gave Olivia a patchwork blanket with like peter rabbits all over i know but my mum does quilting i know how long these things take to do they're really hard and it had all been hand quilted and that's so expensive and someone's put a lot of time and effort into that even on her way up to surgery some volunteer in a lift was handing live little soft toys and stuff like that and um you know i just think if we can through an episode of Bluey, even show our kids a little tiny glimpse that it's actually those moments of kindness that really mean everything. Um, I think that's a really positive place for most people to start. It is easy to get caught up in all the, um, the fluff at Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful, Kate. And absolutely, absolutely agree. And especially at this time of year, I feel like just a bit of kindness goes so much further because so many people are in that state. And, you know, you don't want to be like, there's more pressure to be happy at Christmas. You don't want to be a downer. And, you know, the, this episode was never going to be a downer. Let's face it. That's not what Christmas (laughs) episodes of children's television are about. But um, I think it does kind of hint at it because like stripe passed out on the floor like who can't relate to that and then getting kicked <laughs> in the balls for his efforts you won't get 
any presents. Ah! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No worries, Muffin. I accept you're sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, very relatable. The other moment that absolutely I reckon nailed this time of year for me was when I can't remember whose turn it was in Veranda Santa, maybe Bluey's, um, but Muffin pretending to be asleep actually falls asleep and then oh, yes. sort of get, and then wakes so up again a bit bleary-eyed. And I'm like, yes, like what what toddler is not just, you know, on their absolute on last, the verge of passing last out. bit <laughs> of, um, yeah, life around Christmas time where we are overtaxing them and overfilling them with sugar at the same time. Like, yeah, it's, yep. it's not a Letting good, them stay um, up way too late and eating all the, the sugar. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> They, they were lucky at the end of the day that it was only socks that was biting. Like it wouldn't surprise me if six-year-olds are biting by your, the end of your average Christmas <laughs> celebration. So, <laughs> Well, I have to say, um, Bluey kind of did bite a little bit back in this one. What's under your pillow, socks? Oh, I guess Ranta Santa doesn't give presents to kids who bite people. Bluey! She bit me! And um, as I play this game, game, I reckon we're going to be Blue playing is this quite a lot. vindictive. <laughs> like she really, like first she she deliberately tries to wake them up by yelling in their ears to, and then be like, "You peaked, no presents for you." Yeah, and she, then flipping it again and kindly giving them presents. She's very devious. I agree. <laughs> and then when um, uh, socks bites her. Like while they're playing the game, she she's the one that pulls socks off the ground and says, "Oh, there's my teddy bear." I mean, I don't know many one-year-olds that would tolerate just being grabbed from behind. And uh, Bon has definitely back in the day delivered a chomp or two in that exact situation. But I can <laughs> feel for Bluey there as well because Bandit does it to Bingo, and yep. Bluey is just copying exactly what happens. And I think. That's a lesson a lot of kids learn the hard way. You can't just replicate something an adult does and expect the same outcome kind of thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I did feel for Bluey there. But, yeah, all the the swirling Christmas emotions um, kind of took this to the next level pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when Bandit sort of gives a look to the other girls like... OK, who wants to be Verana Santa? Me. Strap yourselves in, kids. <laughs> Bluey's uh, just got this, like, look in her face. Um, it's quite terrifying, really. So, but I'm interested that he doesn't try and cut it off at the past then. Like, he kind of lets it unfold as it will, knowing that it's not probably going to be great. I don't know. Well, that's such a theme of Bluey, though, isn't it? Like, that strap yourself in kids line is one that, he's stolen from mum when they played Magic Claw when she knew that that was going to go to a very bad place and she still That's just true. let it play out. And yeah. um, and also when Muffin has the tantrum, he says something very similar in Bike. Um, oh, so, yeah, so this is just like... Here we go. Heal a parent down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's true to form that he lets it play out. Um, and yeah, probably he got a bit lucky. It didn't get much worse than it did. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Things escalate very fast at Christmas, don't they? Oh, 
Ho, ho. Yeah, my children. <laughs> child. Oh, my daddy bear. Yeah, bear. <laughs> Um, I love the music in this episode, and it's actually a bit of a mashup, which um, I really enjoy. So it there is off with... so much going on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it starts off with like Deck the Halls, which um, is. Ooh, I did, did not pick that one up. And then it goes into the Nutcracker Overture, um, which is one of the Nutcracker Suite in general is one of my favorite um, uh, classical or romantic. Composition, oh, it's so, so um, beautiful and so Christmassy. It's a Christmas story. The Nutcracker. Well, I don't know why. I guess it's. I, oh, I do because the plot um, of the Nutcracker starts with the big Christmas tree and um, them being given and the toys underneath it, including the little toy Nutcracker, which Clara becomes very attached to. And then, yeah. um, have you seen the Nutcracker? Uh, I don't know if I've ever sat the whole way through. And to be honest, you know, it's Tchaikovsky. The music is more familiar to me from Fantasia, the Disney oh, adaptation. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, with um, all the fairies and stuff yes, floating around yes. at the start. Yeah, and then they've got those scenes with the goldfish and the mushrooms and everything. Oh, it's all too cute. Oh, yes, I love but, Fantasia but, so much. And actually, Olivia is obsessed with the dance of the sugar plum fairies um, because Play School um, did a section, I think, um, they were playing it on one of their episodes one day. And okay. Okay. Sort of, made up words to it so tippy tap 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 tip and tap oh, okay tap and tip, yeah tip and tap tippy tippy tap and like wave Aww. your wand so high <laughs> little fairies sugar fairies Aww. plum fairies bye bye and so since then we've quite often stuck um a bit of chai con in the afternoons and had a um a float and a fly oh, around the living that just room yeah so calming and beautiful that is yeah. what we need well, at christmas some more than actually others. Yeah, i mean perhaps... you know there's some quite robust um yeah. movements of the of the <laughs> score but you know we're getting there um and then uh, i'm pretty sure i heard a bit of um silent night in in the mix of the mashup so, as well i think there's a bit of a pattern to it because when um, Veranda Santa and they all play Veranda Santa at one point, or at least Bandit and Bluey and Bingo do. When yeah. they're being the sneaky Veranda Santa, that's the Sugar Plum Fairy music. And um, I felt quite outraged on Bingo's behalf that the game got interrupted on her turn because she's the ballet enthusiast and she didn't even get to dance to her sugar plum music. So No, um, no, that overture should have been her time to shine. No. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they go into Silent Night after the game to sort of calm it back down, I think. Um, yeah. But then what, what do you think? So when Bluey then has her vindictive run-in with Socks and Socks is out of the room sad. Bluey, don't worry about whether Santa's going to bring you presents or not, okay? Why? Because it's not the reason to be nice to people. Well, then what's the reason? Come with us. Oh. Oh. That's the reason. Imagine if Socks did to you what you did to her. Socks. I'm sorry I didn't give you any presents. What song do you think that was? Well, I, I thought that was when we went into sort of the silent night and then it kind of, I'm guessing that 
the musical geniuses fall on this episode as well as Joff and mm-hmm. Emma, someone as well, I think. And then, um, yeah, there were a couple of names on the score. So I'm wondering if maybe they sort of, as part of, you know, including the little James Bond Santa moments and um, Nutcracker and traditional carols, they just wove a little bit of their own sort of chorale yeah. in there too. So yeah, I couldn't quite place it. Before Silent Night, there was something else. I wonder if maybe it was a, like a sad version of Most Wonderful Time of the Year or something like that. Oh, but maybe, uh, yeah. I'm gonna ha- I have watched it a few times, but I'm going to have to go back. But um, it made me like – sad Christmas music and going back to what you said right at the start you know all the expectation and you know could this live up to standards um my my main expectation and basically fear was how much are they going to lean into Christmas music and how much am I going to cry because it really (laughs) just sets me off straight away like Oh, um, Mary, I bless I, yeah, yourself. I know, right? <laughs> like, I can't do away in a manger anymore. It's just beyond. But um, there's so <laughs> many Christmas movies with sad Christmas music, like the in Home Alone, where um, <laughs> where Sorry. he's like settling, he's setting up for Christmas, and like just made peace with the fact his family aren't going to be back for Christmas. Yeah. And I think it's have yourself a merry little Christmas. And it is just, I, I can't even think about it without crying. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure as a child, I did not cry during home alone, but now I have children who thankfully have never left home alone and hopefully never will. <laughs> but yes, that's just so <laughs> not many until more they're emotions. at least 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, poor Kevin. Anyway, got that out of my system, but I, they, I feel like the use of Christmas music was perfectly balanced, so I didn't quite lose it, even at the moment when Sox was outside crying among the reindeer, which oh. was probably going to be the tipping point, to be honest. And then they have that beautiful hug moment where Sox like, licks Bluey's hand. Yeah. And, oh, it's so heartwarming. It's beautiful. That's the meaning of Christmas right there, people. So. It, is and yeah and you kind of as while they're having the hug you see um chili and bandit on the veranda having their own kind of little pat on the back like we played that well they know they they know they did a pretty good job there to get that christmas message through to bluey um they were bloody lucky though so yeah how many kids would like look at that moment (laughs) yeah (laughs) how many kids would look at that moment and just go yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's true. It was a good moment, though. It uh, really it, was. It really was just, yeah, perfect. I had all the feels and, yeah, any any doubts that Ludo weren't going to deliver the perfect Christmas episode were vanquished at that point. They were, yeah, yeah. licked away with Sox's lick. <laughs> um, I have to say a huge thank you to ABC Publicity Department who did send us a link to Veranda Santa a little bit early. Now, we never did this podcast for the perks, but I'll tell you what, man, like if that's a, that that was a huge perk for me, <laughs> getting a link to Veranda Santa because my yeah. kids had like watched the little preview on ABC iView I reckon a hundred times before um, I got that link and we have – I don't think preview copies are meant to be watched multiple times, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, their, their little um, Vimeo link thing would be through the roof because yeah, we've been we've been hammering it. So uh, thanks, yeah. ABC. 
we're in the same boat to the extent that Bond's been playing Veranda Santa so much and even gotten the little cousins playing as well. So, um, oh, so yeah, we're adorable. very much ahead of the game this Christmas. But I feel like from today, there's going to be so much Veranda Santa being played. Oh, so much. Okay, Dad, you be Veranda Santa first. Okay. <laughs> Time for bed, kids. It's Christmas in the morning. Hey, Christmas! That means Veranda Santa's coming tonight. Hey! Now, he only gives presents to nice kids who are fast asleep. Okay, so, you know, like I said, watch multiple times. I reckon for one for the parents who as they come up to their hundredth or thousandth or millionth view of this episode. Um, keep it a bit interesting. I thought maybe there were deliberate references being planted to specific episodes of season one. Mm. Um, Tell me more. So the so the little um, snow globe that Muffin gets yes. has yes, Santa yes. with a surfboard, so surfboard beach. Um, yep. The blue tongue lizard comes back from Copycat. That's true. Um, and um, one of the um, the purple underpants from Bumpy as well. Yeah, yeah. The toilet paper you could probably say was teasing. Bingo comes out with the toilet paper from the toilet. Um, so I counted maybe about a dozen. Uh, some of them were a bit a, a bit of poetic license in there, but <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to hear from listeners um, if they reckon. All episodes have been referenced or or maybe even like a top 12 or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, just a a game to play as we watch this episode again and again. And speaking of top 12, um, now that Veranda Santa has finally aired, we've got the 12 Days of Bluey Christmas (gasps) airing on ABC. Oh, my gosh. The the nation's favourite 12 episodes of Bluey. So I'm very keen to compare the nation's thoughts to our listeners' thoughts because – we all know where the higher caliber group of people are. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quality, not quantity, in terms of the people who voted in our in our one. You can I only feel like for you've your got more invested audience than the general ABC population. But yeah, <laughs> so so once we've seen the ABC's top twelve, perhaps we'll compare them to the top twelve of um, of voters who of listeners who voted in the Got to Be Done um, yes. favorite episodes. Um, yeah. Once I've worked out how to read the back end of Survey Monkey, but you know we'll get across that. <laughs> um, very quickly, you mentioned the perks, Kate, um, of getting the preview episode early. Another amazing perk we had this week was from our lovely listeners, Gabby and Mark, who oh. baked us Christmas cookies. Oh my I'm gosh! Not... Um, um, so. I work not far from um, Gabby and Mark, so uh, they got in touch earlier this year and said we're huge fans and they don't have kids. They just love the show. Um, And um, we met up and had a coffee and, yeah, a bit of friendship flourished and then Gabby dropped off Vicky's for us the other day. So it's so lovely when we get to connect with um, people who listen to the show. So thank you so much. Um, and for everyone that does email us or um, reach out because we really do enjoy it. It actually makes our day. So thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and one, okay, I don't know if I can call this a Christmas gift, maybe uh, um, a tiny bit of gossip that is just for our listeners um, that has come through very unofficial 
um, channels, I guess. Um, oh, I but, love the gossip. Okay, Give you're, me the you're gossip. only going to hear it here. We've got an email from um, Grandpa Greg, who's been a listener for uh, a long time um, and found us through his granddaughter's obsession with Bluey. Um, he was doing some Christmas shopping, as you do, for uh, Bluey-related goods. And on Book oh, yes. Depository, found um, when he went to look for Bluey books, there weren't just three, there were six. What? So, yes. So, um, as well as the ones that are currently out, which is, oh my God. I'm sure so many people have these under their tree already, the sticker book and Fruit Bat and The Beach, mm-hmm. um, coming in March next year, according to the Book Depository website, there's even pictures, there's going to be uh, Big Backyard, the colouring book, Easter Fun, an activity book, and one more storybook from season one. Do you want to have a guess what it is? Kate doesn't know. <laughs> Bike? So close. I Look, I won't Camping? officially say what it is. But it rhymes with Wob Wilby. Oh, Bob Wilby. Yes. <laughs> oh, so a bingo book. So that's going to be so lovely. Um, so, yeah, we won't even put that on socials. It is just because uh, just we know when we want to share it with our listeners. <laughs> and Why hopefully, would we put that on socials, Mary? That's uh, ridiculous. Ludo, we, I think Ludo probably want to announce it or, you know, whoever. Who? Who's the publisher? Why put anyway, book depository if it's well, not look, announced? I think book depository might have just jumped the gun, and yes, mm. keep All it right, quiet. We'll wait for the signal. Yeah, Ludo, exactly. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, so exciting. Good booksellers um, come yeah. March. So yeah, you heard good it to know first. there's a steady stream of uh, more bluey investments for us to make in the future. I'll tell you what, I'm really wishing I'd bought up a supply of bingos when they were readily available <laughs> because I shelled out twenty bucks for the last bingo. <gasps> toy I could find at the Royal Children's Hospital. The last oh. when you sent me a photo there were so many. There were like there were, yeah, so last Friday walked past this store and I was like, oh here are all the bingos in Melbourne. There must have been um about a dozen of them um sitting there. And today, yeah, there were there was literally one left. <laughs> so I was like <laughs> I panicked and I had to buy it um, because no, I was no. like well Will has been taking his bluey to bed every single night since he got it, Aww. and he's been taking fruit bat and beach to bed as well with bluey <laughs> Bless and Will. falling asleep with his head on his little books. It's the cutest. Um, so yeah, I was like, yeah, I think um, that will definitely be making an appearance under the tree on the December twenty fifth. Oh, that is so exciting. Um, oh my gosh, I feel like. <laughs> That is the episode wrapped, but um, <laughs> we're getting there. This was it's just so good. overwhelming. Do you think we're taking a break now? Um, Maybe. Yeah, we might be taking a little break. I mean, because um, we actually are taking a break together, which will be yeah. amazing. So, um, yeah, another beach holiday for Team Bowling McMahon, which, yeah, <clears throat> can't wait. With some extras and, yeah, possibly with some extra voices on the mic. Um mm. Which is going to be so lovely. Uh, maybe a couple bonus episodes before the end of the year, but um, but yeah, I think we'll be back to recapping Eps next year with a vengeance. We must be. Yeah. We're more than halfway. We we must be really staring down the the final stretch. And then, hey, if these books are coming out in March, do you think March might be when uh, they're capitalising on something else coming out? 
Well, um, the last episode um, drop happened, it must have been either very end of March or start of April. It was so, April 1. I thought perhaps yeah, it was going to so be a joke. I'm wondering if they're going to try a similar approach. It seems like a good time to, to do it. And, um, uh, for mine, that's about four months too late, but <laughs> I guess I could cope with it. <laughs> so good to chat, Kate. Thank you, ABC, for letting us at the preview episode. Thank you, Ludo, for the amazing season one that was Bluey. Um, thanks, Kate, for a whole nearly year of got to be done. I know. If you want to catch more of us on the socials or give us an early Christmas present by giving us a rating or a review, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, but particularly on iTunes, Spotify or Podbean. Um, you can also email us, which is blueypod at gmail.com and find us on Facebook, which is uh, at blueypod, or you can type in got to be done the bluey podcast. And then Twitter is at blue podcast um, and Instagram, sorry, is at blueypod. So yeah, I feel like all those channels will just be um, ablaze with hashtag Veranda Santa um, for the next few days. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what everyone else's take is and yes. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to a Christmas with minimal biting. Let's let's aim high and say <laughs> it's going to be that. So, you know what? Lovely. Bring on, bring on that lovely period between Christmas and New Year where you just feel like you don't know what day it is, and you, um, there's the the fridge is just constantly full of food, and yeah, life is good. Crickets on. Uh, I'm looking it would be, forward to yeah. that nice little period post Christmas. Life on hold. Let's get there. Um, yeah, but yeah. In the meantime, um, it's got to be done. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. Bye. Bye. You woke us up. No presents for you. What? What a stitch up. I'm going to throw these in the bin. No!